When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can get Jamie. Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to the Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it. But I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. What's up, my people? I hope you're having an amazing start to your week. Last week, I brought two episodes. One was just a short one with some advice and some good stuff so that you could end your week on. I'm not really sure how this is going to go because if you have ADHD, then you are well aware that it is a very difficult thing to put out these podcasts, to record it, do all the research on time with an imaginary deadline. But I'm going to try really hard to stick to a schedule just for you, but please don't hold me to it. So Hopefully, we'll at least get one good episode in every single week. I have something amazing in store for you on next week's episode. I have Adrian, who is the host of Nursing Uncensored Podcast. It is incredible. If you are involved in nursing or if you're in nursing school or you plan to become a nurse, that podcast is chef's kiss it is everything but she is going to be a special guest on next week's episode and i cannot wait for you to listen to it but this week it's just me and you and we're going to chat about the occupations that are best for people with adhd and why I don't know what you've heard about ADHD brains and on the job, but if you have heard that our brains fall short because we're too disorganized, too distracted, too bored to succeed at the workplace, (coughs) wrong. Turns out the vast majority of adults with ADHD are very satisfied with their work and they feel that their current positions showcase a leverage of their strengths. We love what we do. And you know what? We are really good at it. I'm going to add the links in the show notes of where I got my research and where the information come from. So if you're thinking, I'm not really sure if she knows what she's talking about, check it out for yourself and you can form your own opinion. Again, I'm just a nurse. I'm a nurse who has ADHD. So these things that I research and I bring together for you, for me, you may have a different opinion and you You may just want to read it for yourself. So check the show notes if you are kind of like, meh, not so certain about all of this. You may be very well aware of a lot of the symptoms of ADHD. You are restless, disorganized, have trouble focusing. And as we talked about before, and we'll continue to talk about over and over and over again, ADHD also comes with a lot of strengths and they're very unique. So we need to choose a career that capitalizes on those strengths and it doesn't depend heavily on areas of weakness. And that may be our key to professional success with 
ADHD as adults. Here are certain job traits that may complement the strengths of some adults, not all, with ADHD. One is passion fuel. Two, high intensity. Three, ultra structured. Four, lightning pace. Five, hands-on creative. Six, independent risk taker. Finding a job that ranks high in one of these qualities or combination of them may be just the thing that you need to lead a career that you love. So we're going to go over some of these jobs that just might be a perfect fit. We're going to start with passion-fueled. Jobs that are often passion-fueled are jobs like a social worker, a fitness trainer, religious clergy, psychologist, special education, teacher, author, doctor, registered nurse, and a veterinarian. Jobs that it's not necessary to be particularly passionate about what you do provide natural motivation and focus. This can really be any field that you have a deep and enduring interest. So, I mean, the sky's the limit in that situation. When we work in an area that is focused on something that we are passionate about, we're able to provide a real service to our customers or our clients, our coworkers, our managers, our supervisors, and the world. Having that sense of purpose is key for us ADHDers. It can literally change everything. Discovering what that purpose is, it really can be tricky if it's not easily identified. So I just I just want to drop a little bit of encouragement that if you don't really know what it is that you love, like your your purpose for a workplace, that's where help comes in. It is okay to get help to discover your authentic career or your business direction, particularly if it leads to the discovery of what's been inside you all along. Okay, next, high intensity. The jobs that are high intensity that are really great for people with ADHD include a detective, a police officer, a critical care nurse, there's us again, correctional officer, emergency dispatcher, a sports coach, oh yeah, and a firefighter. Because a lot of people with ADHD are motivated by intensity, Jobs with an inherent sense of urgency often work for people with ADHD. Careers in which a life is on the line provide the ultimate sense of urgency. As a nurse who works in rapid response now, my previous job, as you'll hear me say eight million times, was neuro ICU. I loved the ICU. I loved critical care, just like we mentioned in number one with the purpose. But I loved the life being on the line because the outcomes were often positive. And, you know, you just had to do everything. It, it had to be so intricate. Every, every little thing that you do was so impactful. And if you made an error, if you were outside of your mind or too distracted, someone could die from it. And that sounds terrible, but it, it gave me those doses of intensity with knowing that if I made an error, someone's life could forever negatively be impacted. It had me going. I lived for that. I still live for that as a rapid response nurse. You were able to be so focused on the survival of this person in front of you that nothing else matters. And that is something that we are so good at. 
we are good at shutting out the world or our feelings or the argument that we had coming into work with our spouse or parents or whatever. We can completely shed every bit of that and become hyper-focused on that task that's right in front of us that is so intense because nothing else matters at that time but the intensity-driven, life-saving measures that we get to perform so that someone will be able to see another day. Number three is ultra-structured. Jobs that are good for people with ADHD that are ultra-structured include military, project manager, data analyst, lawyer, software tester, accountant, insurance claims adjuster, bank teller, factory assembly line worker. Some adults with ADHD do best in jobs that are highly structured. A structured job is one where there's a specific workflow, a routine, and clearly defined tasks. There's not much of a gray area and there's not really a question of expectations. Time management can be one of the most challenging aspects of employment for adults with ADHD. This is according to children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Again, I will throw the link in the show notes that you can go look at it yourself. Jobs with built-in structure and routine can help turn that challenge into real success in our careers. Employees with ADHD often thrive in environments where they have clear instructions and directives. I don't know about you, but it drives me crazy having that gray area and not knowing exactly what you're supposed to do and you don't always receive that feedback to know if it was right, if it was accurate. As a travel nurse, which one of the best jobs ever. Most facilities that I would take a contract at because we all had different charting systems as well as time frequencies, ways, what was important to it. While I worked in neuro ICU, some facilities, neuro assessments, if they were in the ICU, was every single hour. And then you checked your input and output every single hour that you had to document. You had to document turns and position every two hours. You had to do this. So it was so nice, even though it was annoying. I hate charting, but it was nice to have that structure and that physical write out to know this is what I have to do every single hour in my chart. This is what I have to do every two hours, every four hours. And it changes from place to place, just like the software would change from place to place. Having clear instructions and guidelines that I could see and revert back to at all of these different places gave me such a sense of peace because then I didn't have to worry about what I didn't document if the manager was going to call me when I was at home sleeping. I worked night shift, so they would call during the day. Or it was just nice because in the ever-changing ways of medicine and documentation, it was very clearly defined, clearly set, and it was one less thing for me to worry about and have anxiety about that I didn't do well enough. If I checked those boxes, it was great. Number four is a job that is at lightning pace. Jobs that include that are an ER nurse. Trauma doctor, surgeon, EMT, firefighter, school teacher, dental assistant, and retail clerks. One of the hallmarks of ADHD is that 
thoughts are constant and fast-changing. Harnessing that attribute can mean success on the job. Many adults with ADHD report that they find pleasure in constant change and thrive in environments in which they have to quickly analyze and adapt. I mean, honestly, we just, we don't have the opportunity to get bored when things are just constantly coming at us and you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring or what this day of work is going to bring. We thrive in those environments. Number five, jobs that are hands-on and creative. These jobs include a musician, artist, dancers, entertainers, inventors, fashion designers, mechanics, graphic designers, interior decorators, and architects. Hands-on jobs that require creativity can be perfect for some people with ADHD. These types of jobs often combine creativity and problem solving. And these are areas where people with ADHD often really excel. Research supports the idea that people with ADHD are more likely to reach higher levels of creative thought and accomplishment. Those racing thoughts and ideas can often translate beautifully into creative thinking and output. Number six, independent risk taker. These jobs include stockbrokers, professional athletes, entrepreneurs, commercial divers, construction foremen, software designers, race car drivers, and airplane pilots. A willingness to take risk and think innovatively are two skills that some people with ADHD have. These attributes can help you succeed as your own boss or in fields requiring a lot of independence. A caveat, the job has to be in a field that you're passionate about, linking back to number one. Since jobs requiring independence often involve mastering abilities that people with ADHD struggle with, such as planning, organization, and self-motivation. If you need any real-world proof, successful entrepreneurs with ADHD include Sir Richard Branson, founder of Virgin Group, David Nealman, founder of JetBlue Airways, the founder of Kinko's, and the founder of IKEA. While there are some really great job opportunities for people with ADHD, ways that we can excel, there are also unfortunately downfalls in the workplace for us each individual with adhd has a different set of challenges therefore it's important to consider your unique picture as you go about designing strategies accommodations and modifications for the workplace so i just wanted to talk to you very briefly about a couple suggestions for coping with many of the systems or impairments associated with ADHD and the workplace. The first one, distractibility. Problems with external distractibility like noises, moving in the surrounding environment, internal distractibility such as daydreams, those can be the biggest challenge for adults with ADHD. Here's some things that might help. First, if you're in a work environment that is conducive to this, you can request a private office or quiet cubicle or take work home or work when others are not in the office. You can use white noise earphones, classical music, other sounds to drown out all those noises. Next, you can work in unused space like a conference room where there aren't really a lot of distractions. You can route phone calls directly to voicemail if that's appropriate, and you can respond to them at a set time every single day. You can jot down ideas in a notebook to avoid 
interruption of your current task, whatever you're working on. You can also keep a list of ideas that come to you during meetings so that you can communicate more effectively. And lastly, you can perform one task at a time. Don't start a new task until the current one is finished. The second one, impulsivity. Adults with ADHD may struggle with impulsivity and temper outbursts in the workplace. Here's a couple strategies for you to try. First, learn to use self-talk to monitor impulsive actions. Second, work with a coach to role-play appropriate responses to frustrating situations. Third, ask for regular constructive feedback as a way of becoming more aware of how impulsivity might manifest in you. Fourth, practice relaxation and meditation techniques. And fifth, Anticipate the problems that regularly trigger impulsive reactions and develop routines for those coping with those certain situations. Okay, so next you have hyperactivity. Adults with a hyperactive presentation of ADHD, they often do better in jobs that allow a great deal of movement, such as sales or a rapid response nurse. But if you have a sedentary job, the following strategies, it, it really could help you. First, take intermittent breaks to do photocopying, go to the mailroom, walk to the water fountain. Second, take notes in meetings to prevent restlessness. I love taking notes, though I don't really retain a whole lot during that time, but I can reflect back on it. It makes me settle down. It's great. Third, move around. Exercise, take a walk, run up and down the stairs. Okay, so the fourth thing that we deal with in the workplace is poor memory. We fail to remember deadlines. We also fail to remember other responsibilities that can antagonize coworkers, especially when we're working on a team. Let's try to improve the memory with these suggestions. First of all, use a tape recorder and take copious notes in meetings. The next thing, Write checklists for complicated tasks. We should be using checklists in general, like have to-do lists, even on our off days. The next one, use a bulletin board or a computer so we can be reminded of announcements and other memory triggers. How about we learn to use a day planner and we keep it with us so that we can keep track of tasks and events. And let's also write notes on sticky pads and put them in highly visible places. I do this all the time. Even when I have rapid response follow-ups, I will make a list. I will have a sticky note that I put on the computer, rapid response follow-up, and I will put a little square and it will have room follow-up at 1400. Then I'll have another one at 1600 and so on. I put this all around my computer, all around my desk while I'm working so that I will remember that I have to follow up on these patients that I saw earlier. It is so helpful. Do it. Number five, boredom blockouts. Because of our strong need for stimulation, some adults with ADHD becomes easily bored at work, especially with detailed paperwork and routine tasks. So I'm going to give you a couple tips to prevent that boredom. The first one, set a timer to stay on task. I heard a really great idea about setting a timer on your Apple Watch or your Fitbit so that you get that vibration. It is wonderful. I've tried it out the last couple of days. So great. I highly suggest you do the same. 
The next one, break up long tasks and short ones. Okay, take breaks, drink water, get up, walk around. Next, find a job with stimulating responsibilities and minimal routine tasks. I really hate routine too. So number six, time management difficulties. Managing time can be a big challenge for us with ADHD. Here's a couple of guidelines for improving time management skills. All right, let's look at the first one. Use timeline charts to break large projects into smaller pieces. We need to like throw a couple step-by-step due dates. It really will help us accomplish those big tasks. I did this in nursing school all the time, but reward yourself for achieving each due date. Every small accomplishment is a victory. Reward yourself for it. Give yourself a little bit of dopamine. Just as I talked about before, use watch devices with alarms, buzzers, planners, or computer planning software. You can program your computer to beep five minutes before every meeting on your calendar. You can also avoid overscheduling the day by overestimating how long each task or meeting will take. This is something that we will need to cover in the future about our timeline because time is not a thing for us, which is why it negatively affects our work sometimes. So let's talk about procrastination. Putting things off not only prevents completion of tasks, but it also creates problems for others on the team. Here are some strategies to minimize that and that we can, you know, be successful. So let's start by breaking the task into small pieces. Reward yourself along the way. These rewards, they don't have to be grand. They might be buying new music, a long walk with your dog, dancing, I don't know, whatever you enjoy. It could also be helpful to you to have a coach or someone else that you can report to and be accountable for achieving each piece of the task until you learn to overcome your tendencies to procrastinate. Next, ask your supervisor to set a deadline for tasks. And the last one, consider working on a team with a coworker who manages time well. Okay, number eight, difficulty managing long-term projects. Oh my gosh, this is why I love being a nurse. <laughs> we, we don't have long-term projects. I can only fathom what it is like for all of you with ADHD in a job field that you have this in front of you. Managing complex or long-term projects may be the hardest organizational challenge for adults with ADHD. Managing projects requires a range of skills, which this includes time management. Mm, Time, what is that? It also requires organizing materials, tracking the progress, and communicating accomplishment. If this is something that your job requires, here are a couple guidelines to help you be successful. As I feel like the last three points were, break your projects up into manageable parts. Give yourself rewards for completing each one of them. Next, strive to shorten the time allowed on a project to better utilize, quote, sprinting abilities. Ask a coach to assist you in tolerating longer and longer projects, a bit at a time. And lastly, look for work that requires only short-term tasks. Number nine. Number nine deals with paperwork and details. 
The inability to find important papers, turn in reports and timesheets, and maintain a filing system can create the impression of carelessness. If paperwork is a significant part of the job, here are some tips for you, and God bless you. <laughs> Make it a rule to handle each piece of paper only once. Ask an administrative assistant to handle detailed paperwork. Third, keep only those papers that are currently in use. Purge the rest of them. Fourth, make filing more fun. Let's try color coding your folders or using catchy labels. Number 10, the last one. Individuals with ADHD may unintentionally offend coworkers by interrupting frequently, talking too much, being too blunt, or not listening well. If social skills are a challenge for you, here are some tips for you to try. Ask others for feedback, especially if there's a history of problems with colleagues and supervisors. This is good advice, but I see uh, I see a uh, potential problem with having rejection sensitivity. I, I do think that it's beneficial, but I also want you to be prepared because if you're like me, it's not something, honestly, that I want to know, even if it could mean that I could be better. Maybe you're different. The next one, learn to pick up on social cues more readily. This is kind of painful and difficult. Some adults with ADHD have a really hard time picking up on nonverbal cues. And those cues could be that they're angering a coworker or their supervisor. B, on the other hand, I think I'm angering and frustrating everyone. <laughs> I think that my presence really annoys every person that I interact with. Okay, the next one. Work with a coach to determine what type of settings often lead to interpersonal slash social issues. And the last, seek a position with greater autonomy if working with others is challenging for you. I also want to remind you, because I have ADHD and I recognize that working in certain environments are very difficult. There is an act of 1973, the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Rehabilitation Act. This comes down to you. Two federal laws, the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 and the Americans with Disability Act of 1990 prohibit workplace discrimination against individuals with disabilities. We fall into that category. The RA prohibits discrimination in three areas. One, employment by the executive branch of the federal government. Two, employment by most federal government contractors. And three, activities funded by the federal subsidies of grants, including organizations receiving federal funding. The ADA extends the concepts of the RA to one, private employers with 15 or more employees. Two, all activities of state and local governments, including employment, and three, quote, places of public accommodation, end quote, including most private schools and higher education institutions. It is important to understand that being diagnosed with ADHD does not automatically make an individual eligible for protection or accommodations under the RA or ADA. The protections that these laws extend to individuals who meet four conditions. They are individuals with disabilities under the law. They are otherwise qualified for the position with or without reasonable accommodations. They are being excluded from the employment solely by reasons of their disability. And 
they are covered by the applicable federal law. To be eligible for the protection offered by the ADA and RA, an employee must disclose the disability to the employer. The decision to disclose a disability to an employer or not can be a difficult one. On one hand, an employer is not required to make an accommodation unless an employee is disclosed the disability. But on the other hand, discrimination often begins when the employee makes the disclosure. It's such a tough thing, guys. These factors must be weighed before you make the decision to disclose. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you learned something. And I hope you're in a job that really makes you happy. If not, you end this podcast with some encouragement of an area to pursue that might be great for you. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening this long. And here is a joke about ADHD. Studies show ADHD students cost the school more on average. Why? Because they can't afford to pay attention. Have a great week.